Yes, it's time for America's least favorite podcast. Who loves you and who do you love? Definitely not the people don't love us because we only have three listeners. We should stop harping on the fact that we've got three listeners because that doesn't really <laughs> encourage anyone else to stick around if they try to give us a, a listen. But I like our three listeners just because our uh, number one syndicated podcast uh, audience is only three people in an empty auditorium. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. It's the... It's the Running Man! That means the three uh, people in our audience, we get to, like, extra... When we hand out the uh, the, the Tardy of the Party home game, that means mm-hmm. everyone gets to go home with a copy of the home game. There's no shit where, like, you know, you have to play <laughs> games and decide who's gonna get a game or not, or, yeah. Unfortunately, it's for four players, so they're kind of... <laughs> so you can't even play it in the audience while you're waiting for the show to end. <laughs> yeah, it's just the three. Oh, I God. Could, I guess one of us could play two roles. <sighs> yeah, and... To, to truth be told, we're just talking about the Running Man to Kill Time before Kingdom Hearts 3 unlocks tonight as we're recording this. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm killing time. You can't, so you can't uh, wait to help out Roxas and the Heartless and blah, 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 blah. Um, and all that plot. Just to put a very specific timestamp on them when we're talking mm-hmm. about this. Um, God, that fucking game's serious. We're not talking about that. We're talking about another incoherent piece of shit. Actually, this movie's not a piece of shit. <laughs> This movie's entertaining. It's no. kind of, it's very lightweight, though. Um, yes. This is something I guess even Schwarzenegger himself has complained about, is how lightweight mo- this movie is. That, I guess, the original idea for this movie... Well, it's, did you... It's, do you know what the origin of this movie is? Like, where the source material uh, came from? Cocaine! <laughs> well, that's, that's... That's everything. That's the source <laughs> material for everything made in the 80s. Uh, but yeah, more specifically... Well, I meant specific, yeah. specifically Stephen King's cocaine. Uh, cocaine processed through the mind of Stephen King. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a short story, not a whole book. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure where the short, uh, Running Man short story first appears in, but yeah, uh, it's... it's Well, maybe actually a whole book, because I know it's credited to Richard Bachman, which was the pseudonym that Stephen King came up when he realized uh, that he was writing so many books that it seemed to... Like, he knew people was were going to realize that what he was writing must be shit if he's cranking out that many books at one time. So he's like, I'm going to mm. make up a fake person. And, and so people don't think, like, the quality of my writing's going down. Uh, but, of course, as soon as he did that, people still figured out it was Stephen King anyway. So I, I don't think that, 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 that pseudonym lasted very long. But, yeah, I've never read it. That's because half of everything Stephen King wrote is terrible. And even the good stuff he's written is tinged with terribleness. Uh, but yeah, I guess it, it follows the basic plot where it is, like, 2017. Um, I, I think the bigger issue in the book is that, uh, Ben Richards, I don't know if he's supposed to be, uh, a, a, like, a convicted mass murderer like he is in the movie, but I know in the book, uh, the government ends up holding his wife and children hostage, and they're threatening to kill them. It's essentially what they're doing to Yafakoto and Nerdy Guy in this movie, but instead of just Yafakoto and Nerdy Guy, it's, 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 uh, like, Ben Richards' family. And yeah. he only decides to turn against the, uh, the government in the book when he finds out that they've already killed his family. And that's when he says, fuck it, I'm not even going to participate in this, this game show anymore. I'm just going to rise above and try to take down the government. But government. I can't imagine Stephen King, like, there's been a couple times he's tried to write science fiction. And it's always been pretty, pretty rough. I can't imagine mm. a whole novella of what his idea of the future is, because I'm sure it's like, 
very kind of Jetsons-y weird shit. Um, yeah. It's weird, too. Did you get any RoboCop vibes off of this movie? Oh, yeah. This is one fart away from being directed by Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, although I think Verhoeven would have done a much, much better job with this material. Yeah, it's weird, too, I agree. because this movie happened to come out at the same time that RoboCop did. And I'm assuming... I, I know the producers for RoboCop were trying to get Schwarzenegger for uh, RoboCop. Uh, but Paul Verhoeven was like, no, he's too big. Like, I, we understand yeah. that you want a RoboCop that's as big as Schwarzenegger, but if we try to put Schwarzenegger in that suit, he's not going to be able to move a muscle. We talked about that on our RoboCop episode. And so mm -hmm. I guess this is the movie that Schwarzenegger did instead. And, yeah, I was kind of watching this. Like, it's kind of similar, like, 20 minutes in the future dystopian. Like, it's all based off of TV. Like, there's weird TV commercials. A couple interstitials in the movie, like, kind of like RoboCop does. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of weird how both these two movies kind of ar arrived at a very similar style. Robocop does it way better. Robocop is like the perfect perfect example of this. Whereas The Running Man is kind of very watered down. <laughs> the Running Man is just a watered down excuse for like a bunch of action set pieces, but doesn't yeah. quite have the acerbic wit that Robocop has. But yeah, what got you thinking about doing The Running Man? Uh, what was it? I don't know. I wanted to do something stupid. Yeah. And I realized that I had never seen the beginning of this movie. I thought I had seen this movie, but then I realized I'd never seen the beginning or the, like, unedited not-for-TV yeah. version. Uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, watching this I'll last night, I think I realized this may be the first time I've actually sat down to watch the whole movie from beginning to end. Yeah, it's, one of, it's those things, one of those ones that yeah. I'd always see on TV and be like, yeah, yeah. this looks stupid, I'm gonna watch and it. We talked about this last week with, like, us... There being, you know, uh, both of us having seen a bunch of movies piecemeal, but never having sat down and watched them all the way through. Yeah, and I totally... I must have seen the beginning at least a couple times as a kid, because I do remember a couple of bits. But the beginning of this movie is so fucking boring. It's true. It takes a while to get to the good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But did you just want to dive but, right in? Yeah. Uh-oh. It's TriStar Pictures. Uh -oh. Last time we did a TriStar Pictures on that, you said... Ew, TriStar. TriStar is... I can't talk total shit on TriStar, because TriStar also did The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. But TriStar mm. is known for not necessarily putting out the best stuff. Um, I think it was do, well, doing trivia for whatever last TriStar project we did was when I discovered the HBO... It's called TriStar because there's like three different companies involved. Uh, it's yeah. a financing group, and one of the companies involved is HBO because they wanted to finance movies. They could just shove straight to HBO. I mean, they were movies that came out in theaters, but with the idea that they would be targeted for release to HBO quicker than other movies. And yeah. Do you remember which, what the last TriStar movie was? Was it Baron Munchausen? No, no I wouldn't have said Monster who. Squad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. It's that, mm, that fucking piece of shit movie. <laughs> I know people get really cranky about how bad the Goonies is. People are like, oh, that, no one would care about the Goonies if they hadn't seen it for the first time when they are 12 years old. Man, that is the fucking monster squad all over. Yeah. But, and it's the... also, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's also the Running Man. Running Man's not that great. Yeah. It's fun to watch, yeah. just if you just want to watch some 80s schlock. It's not like yeah. a great movie. There's better 80s schlock out no. there to watch. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, you do get to spend four minutes watching Arnold Schwarzenegger's whole name scroll by the screen. <laughs> Exactly, with, like, little CGI Running Man people. Yeah, mm -hmm. the 1987 was right when, like, uh, movies and TV shows and, and TV commercials really started to, like, integrate, like, really bad CGI more often in, in, into the yeah. uh, presentation, yeah. 
And then we get a scroll crawl of the, the dire future by 2017. Oh no, the world economy has collapsed. Oh no, yeah. Oh. All art, music, and food. communications is censored, yeah. Yeah, food, natural resources, and oil in short supply. A police state divided into paramilitary zones. Rules with an iron hand. Television is controlled by the state and sadistic game show called The Running Man has become the most popular program in history. All art, music, and communications are censored. No dissent is tolerated yet. Yet a small resistant movement has managed to survive underground. Underground! <laughs> underground! Um, and of course this movie's super 80s just by assuming that TV would still become the major medium in, 19, in, in 2017. I mean, yeah. no! I don't think any futurist, even back in the late 80s, could have expected that TV would be kind of dying by 2017. Uh, mm -hmm. To be fair, you would only have to make minimal changes to the script just to say, <laughs> just just to turn the Running Man into a, like a Logan Paul TV reality show. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. When high tech gladiators are not enough to suppress the people's yearnings for freedom, more direct methods become necessary. Boom, boom, boom. And then there's a helicopter, and you can tell it's the future because they use blue wireframe for their computer, yeah. which is showing all of the rolling hills in downtown LA. <laughs> I guess it's Bakersfield, but it's presumably still Bakersfield, California, which is probably not going to... I mean, maybe there's mountains on the outskirts, because it is California. Mm. might have some mountains, but it's not going to be rolling terrain in the middle of downtown any uh, California town. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a Ben Richards, the most Arnold Schwarzenegger name that ever there was. Well, this is, we talked about Commando not that long ago, which I think was that would have probably been Schwarzenegger's previous picture before this, right? Um, Maybe that's one of the few movies. What was his name in that movie? Like Dot Matrix, John Something Matrix, Matrix. Yeah, John, John Matrix. Matrix. Yes, that's one of the few Schwarzenegger projects where they actually try to have a reasoning for his his. His name, well, no, not his name, just for his accent, because I, yeah, I guess his name is Matrix, it's not a German name, but, yeah, yeah so, of course, he's he somehow become, <laughs> like, a super, I guess he's not super powerful military police guy, but, yeah, he's just, bamboozled. Super jacked. Yeah. Yeah, they want him to shoot people riding for food, but he doesn't want to, because they are unarmed, they just want food, damn it, yeah. to hell with you. How did and such a sympathetic guy, like, Ben Richards, if he's such a good guy... How did he end up becoming, like, a fucking killer in this police state military force? And not mm -hmm. just, like, a random... Like, I could see if he was just a random schlub who got, like, uh, enlisted, got, got like, uh, what's it called when you're forced into the military against your will? Uh, drafted? Uh, uh, yeah. And is doing the least amount of work he can do just to kind of get by until he is, you know, can be discharged. But no, he's, like, he's, he's, he's taking action within this military to become, like, this military commander on this, like, killer, hunter-killer police strike helicopter outfit. But yeah. Yeah. The rest of the dudes on the copter after being told to, to try to detain him, and he punches them. Yeah. Almost falls out of the helicopter, but they're like, they're certain not to kill him, just detain him. So they pull him back in. Yeah, I guess being a 300 pound monolith of muscle doesn't necessarily mean that Ben Richards has the upper body strength to pull himself back into the chopper, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And they say, you're going to fry for this. See you in hell before yeah. knocking him out. And they, st they seem to have a lot of animosity but towards him right away. Yeah! I'm like, gonna guess none of these fools like this asshole before this which ride. Would which would suggest that maybe he's always been kind of a softie and they've been used, like, waiting for an excuse like this to take him down, maybe? Oh, no, I took it as he's a horrible asshole because that's what he is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he is very kind of, like, cigar-chomping. Yeah, yeah. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs>
I like that. That that seems kind of like Schwarzenegger's inner personality kind of coming. For someone who's so charming, he did play a lot of dicks. But -hmm. it was funny because he was being dicks to assholes. So it was kind of like, ha, ha, ha. But if he did that to you, it'd be like, hey, (laughs) when you ripped my arms off, you should have said, you didn't have to say, see you at the party, Rector. That's kind of mean. Yeah, man, it's it's harsh. And then now he's at the Wilshire detention zone. Eighteen months later, Which I guess it's just people's, like a steel mill. The pretending is a jail. Yeah, yeah. And, but people's got collars on because that's their that's the fetish there. Yeah, they should of course blow <laughs> up if they don't follow orders camp. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos's pony play camp. <laughs> And Richards is there too yeah. with a beard, one of the rarer Schwarzenegger Pokemon I types. Was but he's also he looks he's, really he's good al- with the beard. Yeah, he's also carrying something huge and heavy on his shoulder, a uh, big uh, eye eye beam. Oh yeah, he's doing that's, 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 nonchalantly like yeah. Which is one of the most common Schwarzenegger Pokemon types. So a bearded I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I was thinking this is this is what got to be one of the few Schwarzenegger appearances I've ever seen him in where he had actually had facial hair. Um, yeah, I, I guess he's got to stay yoked somehow. I guess it also helps they feed them nothing but protein at this prison. Yeah, well, it's a pony plate pri- prison, so they just get, they jerk off into his mouth. Mm-hmm. They bring in some new prisoners. Oh, casting by pr- Jackie Birch. Casting ja- <laughs> Jackie Birch. Uh, Jackie Birch. I can't even speak. Ja- I'm so excited to recognize this name. Jackie Birch <laughs> did the casting on Roadhouse. I just want to throw that in there. Our oh, previous project. So. Okay. Jackie Birch getting around in 1980s. But anyway. They bring in some new prisoners. One of the old prisoners is in there. This nerdy guy looks at the screen to see the passcode that brings the perimeter electronics down wall down that keeps them from you know makes their heads explode if they go past yeah so it. the security net in Which, this prison is just like a bunch of salad bowls connected to like uh, street lights <laughs> that, like yep, go green or totally red couldn't push those over and smash them seriously it wouldn't take anything they're not like embedded in anything like that all you have to do is a stiff wind could come in and and knock out the security uh, perimeter but uh, but also why is the the like station where they're the codes just sitting in the middle of the area where the prisoners were and just like right where they have to walk to do their work and the guys just like hanging out just watching the codes on the screen yeah i that that's yeah. that's when I, I, we'll get to this later but schwarzenegger did complain about a lot how sloppily this movie was put together and that's kind of one of the things where it's like yeah he could have made it less seem ridiculous that this guy's just like just watching the security code that will free everyone when a nerdy mm-hmm. guy just happens to walk by yep and Rick, uh, richards and yafakoto start fighting to create a distraction yeah. Yeah, he and only they only know each other just because they're friends within the. Pr- it's not like it's they ever mentioned I'm assuming. like they like yeah. It's not like they knew each other before this or anything, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and then the guards have no chill and just start shooting everyone. Yeah. And then the prisoners get guns and start shooting back. And Richard grabs one guy, says, "Give you a lift," and that man turns into a rag doll and he throws him over some railings. Yeah, you th- you think if you're gonna be a special effects guy in a movie. Make sure the ragdoll that is being thrown is like a mannequin that where its limbs like will move like a normal human being's and won't like like where the knees will bend backwards and shit like that because that's the giveaway <laughs> well, also, that it's just a ragdoll. Yeah, it's not like a long shot. It's just you know you see the railing, but you don't see how far he's being thrown. They could have used a real dude just have him throw him yeah because like, onto some mats. Yeah, the doll is not falling like even like thirty feet. It's like literally just like yeah it yeah a real dude could have done that stunt and he would fallen five feet yeah yeah so the passcode isn't working now for reasons oh yeah I because guess i guess they shot the guy it. at the console so nerdy guys yeah trying to hack it 
Yeah. Yeah, they gotta get outside the walls or something. The walls are blocking the signal. Yeah. Okay, they run outside. The guards get their shit pushed in pretty good. <laughs> no, no bulletproof brothers or anything. Yeah. And they, they get something to work, but only partially, and some guy named Chico makes a run for it. He just his runs around the yelling him, don't do it, yeah, and he just his head just pops like a balloon. And there's more mm -hmm. yelling and fighting. And then they shoot another guard, who I guess was blocking them at his computer, set up on a shitty folding card table, <laughs> with like one of your mom's plates glued to it to make a satellite Seriously, dish. everything about the sequence speaks like they just, they, they went to a fucking flea market to get all the props for this part of the movie. Yeah. And now the shit is deactivated, and all the prisoners run free. I'm sure they were all good people, like Ben Richards, and there weren't, like, any, I don't know, rapists, murderers, or, or the horrible yeah. people in there. Although you could assume this government is corrupt it's, enough that there would be a decent number of just, like, average citizens in there, but yeah, you know like, there's gonna be some bad people mixed in there. It's like the ending of the story of Riccio when he punches a wall in the... In the <laughs> And he punches a hole in the wall of the prison and it lets all of the inmates out. Yeah. And there are bad people in it's there. It's not it quite the greatest day ever for everybody. Yeah, this is... No. Yeah, it's good for the <laughs> protagonist, but maybe bad for everybody else. But yeah. yeah. So now it's later. It's Los Angeles. Also known as we try to make it look like Blade Runner. Come on. Had, like, again, on a flea market budget, though, there's, like, one big matte painting of, like, downtown Los Angeles at the beginning, which oh, is obviously just a fucking matte painting. Like, they did do a good yeah. job covering it up. And then the rest of it is just, like, this, like, like asphalt lot, like, next to a, like, mm -hmm. a, like it's like, it's like they're filming inside, like, some kind of, like, little Little League dugout or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, and there's, like, three tents and some light bulbs and a giant TV everyone's watching. And then Daniel exploded. I unmuted. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. I, the majesty fine. of the running man got to you. I thought yeah, you were weeping at, at the production values of this part of the film. I was. Yeah. They were walking around some slums while the running man, America's favorite game show, plays on a huge screens around the area, and they meet some asshole in a beret. And I would have hoped berets would have been outlawed in the future, but yeah. I guess not. They get led somewhere where they get their neck bombs removed and the old man doing it doesn't want to take off Richards because he was that cop that locked up all their friends. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the only time that the fact that Richards just works for the government ever comes back to bite him on the ass. Yeah. And it doesn't even really because something's said. But he's also wearing, smoking a cigar and wearing a gold gym shirt like a real asshole. Yeah. You get the feeling that, like, this wasn't a costume. This is what just Schwarzenegger reward to the set that day. Um, yeah. Do you recognize the old man doing uh, taking off their collars and stuff? Do you care no. about music history? This is Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. He was the drummer slash co-founder of the band. Not that I'm that much of an expert on Fleetwood Mac, but... Yeah. Uh, he also played a space alien on an early episode of Star Trek The Next Generation 2. I'm just throwing that out there. A lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people they want to be space aliens in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Where's your spoken? He gets his bomb moved. And then later, he hops on the back of a flatbed truck after saying he doesn't want to join the resistance. Yeah, yeah, Fakoto and Nerdy Guy are all like, Weiss, I guess is the nerdy guy's name, are all like, hey, you should join us, or, you know, we need to help, help in the resistance. And he's like, nope, that's not for me. My brother's going to get me out of the city. <laughs> he stays out of politics. It's all about survival. I would have loved to have seen who they would have cast as Schwarzenegger's brother in a movie like this. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know what? They would have 
probably hired, you know what? They would have probably hired the Sven guy, the guy who plays the, 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 the TV, uh, the guard. Oh, yeah. Later on in the movie, the one who doesn't talk until the very end of the movie, actually, that would have been, because I know he's only, this is, we'll look we'll at that guy later, but there's a whole thing with him. Okay. Yeah. Uh... He, I also love Schwarzenegger's. He's wearing like a little. It's I guess it's supposed to be like a construction man's helmet when he's getting mm -hmm. onto the truck, but like it's, a, it's like almost like a batting cage helmet thing, but it's too tiny for his head, and like yep. it's not any kind of protection. But anyway, he goes off with with like a bunch of other miscreants. Yeah, uh, uh, Richard Dawson <laughs> elsewhere shows up to his TV building with people cheering. Yeah. He's killing. It looks like the L.A. Convention Center. He's like in this red sports car limousine. Looking 80s yeah, as shit. And the movie shows that he's an asshole because he just walks directly into a dude mopping. Yeah. And then he... <laughs> and, and well, yeah. And be nice to his face, being like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. But they get in the elevator and be like, ah, oh, that guy's mopping tomorrow, you're mopping the next day. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, he abide mine. Dawson's got his assistant with him. And also the mop, mop guy is, like, super old, too. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's extra like, oh, easily just setting the stage for Dawson being an asshole. Oh, and the other guy in, in, in the elevator who's actually working as the elevator man is the security guard that I was just talking about who is always kind of like, I, I think it's like Dawson's first bodyguard or something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he got the kit, my first bodyguard. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I Richard shows... I as a kid, I would go to the grocery store with my mom when she'd go shopping, and like in the cheap, to like, grocery store toy aisle, you know, where everything's like 95 cents, they had like, yeah. a, like, I'm a policeman kit with like tiny mm -hmm. little tinfoil, uh, uh, like cuffs, like, you know, uh, uh like, uh, what's well, yeah. the, the, the police cuffs and like a little badge Handcuffs, and stuff yeah. like that. I'm just picturing that's where he got all of his stuff spent in yeah. this movie, but yeah, oh my god. <clears throat> Yep, so Richard goes into that same building looking doofy as shit in his little yellow hat, smoking a cigar, <laughs> and he totally fits in with everybody else in this world, and none of the cops anywhere would recognize the giant lumbering oaf who's all over the news everywhere. So is this suggested that, like, his, his brother lives in the same building as, like, Richard Dawson? Oh, no, sorry. I'm watching the movie, and it almost yet. seems like he's in this... No, I guess he is in a different place. Oh, there is a little bit yeah. of scene. It looks like it's almost like the same complex. Like, I think they filmed it in the same complex, but it's not the same building, yeah. He enters a room with the code 334455. Right. It's I a bit more difficult than his code and commando of his gun locker, which was 1-3. Oh, yeah? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I forgot about you. Yeah, yeah you harped about that, yeah. He's looking for Tony, but only finds some lacy shit. Oh, no. And I'm guessing this is supposed to be his brother's place. And then a lady comes home later, turns on the lights, TV, and coffee with her voice. Oh. <gasps> it's the future. That actually is kind of... Especially my housemates. They just got, like, some of the, the Mac version of that stuff. You know, because everyone's got their own competing, like, like wireless home yell at your, your computer to make you do stuff. Uh, yeah. systems and yeah my like we like just within the last couple months we've got this system where we can like turn the lights on just by saying hey Siri turn off the lights you know all that shit so can you say oh great hot oh man I didn't think about that if any of us actually oh st of course Siri on my phone just okay shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> you think whoever's you know if anyone wants to automatically win the like the home computer swim like sweepstakes just yeah just be the first people that like lets you command your your home circuitry shit like you would a star trek next generation that'll automatically win everything like yeah anything that just responds to a computer just computer do this yep. 
but yeah. For the dozens of people that would give a shit about that. <sighs> well, that would double the, 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 the dozens of people who just, like, I don't think that stuff's that popular, but yeah. No, I don't think Anyway, so. but and like. Then, but then there's an the advertisement on TV for, are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes, you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. Oh, yeah, and this is a commercial Jesse. for. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse the body Ventura wearing a wig. <laughs> and little, like, striped leotard and everything like that. It's pretty mm-hmm. cute. I know he's supposed to look stupid because I guess he's playing his stalker character, Captain Freedom, from the Running Man mm-hmm. TV show, so he's supposed to look a little bit like a pompous doof, but. Uh, that, that's one of the things that has not helped this movie age very well, is just the, even just the just sheer presence of Jesse Ventura in the movie has kind of made it seem extra ridiculous, but, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a news report on TV about how they're searching door-to-door for Ben Richards, and he he's the guy that what went berserk and shot the civilians. Oh no, Bill, that's a lie. The, oh, no. the news is telling the lies. And she's doing sit-ups in lingerie? Yeah, that's and it's not even like really appealing looking lingerie. This is one of those things where I could see if this were like a Paul Verhoeven, they would try to make her look hot as hell, even if it didn't make any sense. But even the way she's like in like frilly lingerie, and it's like and just you know, very slapdash, and just the way it's shot what, just looks ugly. That's what people love to do. They love to put on their satin and do sit-ups and get sweaty. The frilliest, yeah, the frilliest, laciest stuff and the do sit-ups. Yeah, that's, jeez. This movie can't even do, like, tits and ass well enough. Like, the TNA in this uh, movie just even is a kind of a misfire, yeah. He scares the shit out of her and covering her mouth and asks her if she's a friend of his brother's. And she tells him she moved in. He, she moved in last month. That guy got... Sent out for re-education or some shit, yeah. and then she screams, and they chase each other around, and he says, "I was framed," and, and I'll be out of there in five minutes. Yeah. And I guess he already shaved and showered and found some clothes that fit his monster frame I, in this lady's house. I guess, I guess his brother, who is like must be his twin, happened to leave like a whole wardrobe of clothes for him. I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. And they didn't bother to change the, the combination lock uh, on the door in between. Too. People. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's bad. That's that's <laughs> just bad management right there. Mm. At the TV studios, they're trying to find a new contestant for the show. All of them suck ass. Did you notice Surprise the best didn't... whatever? The baby. <laughs> the baby. This I'm surprised they didn't have a duck. <laughs> I mean, it's that it's that close to ridiculous. This may be the greatest movie character of all time. Motto Babyface March, <laughs> one of the hardened criminals that are, that are in the contestant pool for the running man. And it's literally just a picture of a baby in like a tiger skin pajama outfit. <laughs> it's just like no one ever comments on it, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's Richard Dawson's just skimming through the uh, yeah, the, the the police uh, the pool of uh, uh, recent convicts to see who they can drag onto the, the running man. Yeah. And he's going through it with you, his assistant dude, who's, who's one of the bad guys in Ghostbusters 2. He showed up on a whole mm. bunch of stuff back in the 80s. I forget. I have no idea what the actor's name is, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah if, if you know that guy's involved, like, he's working for the for the bad guys in any 80s movie. Yeah. Yeah. And but Dawson on a different TV sees footage of Richard running in slow motion during her prison break, uh, and yeah. he wants him. If they if the government wants ratings, they'll give it to them, um, even though he they never give them ex-military guys. The biceps alone are worth, like, eight points. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the way Richard Dawson chose to point at everything with his pinky out. Yeah. It's just a great choice to make himself look like even a bigger But he's got like bag. a little pinky ring, too. Man, reading everything I've ever heard about Richard Dawson, everyone seems to agree that, like, Richard uh, Dawson's character in this movie was pretty much just Richard Dawson. He was a total <laughs> asshole to work with. Like, it wasn't any kind of a stretch to get him to act like a swearing, cocksucking b- bastard in this movie. Mm. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking, everyone. Uh, so Richards has tied the poor innocent lady up to her exercise equipment in the sexiest pose possible. Yeah, she's just there with and her arms strung up, and you get the idea this is this is supposed to be maybe vaguely titillating, but also this actress is not very good. Mm. Uh, he's And also he's just kind of being a condescending asshole to her. Yeah, and he's like going rifling through all of her stuff, and it turns out... Oh, black market clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. you've got, you got band music. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's gonna turn into Yoda. <laughs> Money you have, I could use this. I can. Money I have now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's kind of giggles like that, like, like wiggles side to side, like wiggles his little Schwarzenegger hips. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. He, well, he grabs all the money that she's got, and then he, he finds, like, her ID in her purse, and then he's, like, he uses this pen tablet thing to scan her ID, and he's like, oh, I can go travel anywhere. Where should I travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, why? That's, that's wow. Yeah. That's confidence. I'll give him that. <laughs> this fucker's got confidence. He, I do like his condescending attitude, because it is, I mean, Schwarzenegger is kind of funny and charming and just stupid, and... And he's like, well, I'm going to go run away, and I'm going to make you come with me because you'll make a good cover story. They're just looking for a single. They don't say that out loud in the movie, but, like, he... Well, he, mm. I guess he also needs her to use her travel chip, I guess, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. I guess. Because we see nope. him later use it in the next scene. But, yeah. Yep. So, uh... He's not a very... Oh, wait. Nope. What? So, no, just uh, they go to the, the airport. They're at the airport, yeah. And uh, she says, Which... you're unarmed, outnumbered, and screwed. And he says, tells her she's got a negative attitude. And then he, to remember, he can break her neck like a chicken. So he spends what the whole he's... airport scene with his hand gripped around her neck. It's really... He's not a very likable man. No, he's a bad man. And he's a bad man. So they go up to the, to, to the security checkpoint, and he's like still got his hand wrapped around her neck mm-hmm. like he could break it any second. He whips out her ID... And then he's like, oh, well, and then the dude's like, well, hey, ma'am, where's your ID? And then Schwarzenegger makes a big thing out of, like, oh, it must be in her purse. And he starts rifling through the purse, and he pulls out, like, some kind of underwear or something like that, hands up the security guard. Everyone behind uh, Schwarzenegger starts getting upset that he's holding up the line. And that's enough to fluster the security guy to waving them on through without, like, actually getting Mary Conchita on Lonzo's, uh... Very professional. It's, yeah. So, uh, they get past the first checkpoint... But then she slams him in the dick and steps on his foot and takes off running, calling That's for help. That's all it took. How did, yeah. How did he think this was going to go? Yeah. And I guess he wasn't that quick with responses to breaking her neck as, as he threatened he would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the genius that he is, he just runs out into the open. Yeah. Because I guess he thought he was going to outrun cars and motorcycles. Yeah, he doesn't like dive back into the uh, to the crowd. He just like runs out onto the tarmac. Oh, the best, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, maybe the best line in the movie. She, I think he, she says something about how she's going to throw up on his shirt before she tries to run away. And he says, on this shirt, who would know this? And I don't mm. think that's the actual line, but it is kind of. Any jerk about Hawaiian shirts cracks me up in a movie, but uh, but yeah, they he runs away. They catch him in a net. This, didn't the same scene happen to Commando, where he's like running on a tarmac trying to get off? Was he trying to? Get, oh, he's trying to get off an airplane. That's yeah, what it was. He jumps off a plane into like waist high water. Yeah, because I was say because like Schwarzenegger running. Or down the, an I, empty I'm sorry, they throw a dummy familiar. off a plane yeah. <laughs> into a swamp. 
Um, but yeah, and now they, he's being chased so, uh, by, down the tarmac by guys in a big van. Yep, they net him. They have a cartoon, they like, Acme him. novelty fucking net gun, and yeah, they, they, they wad him up. Yep, and then they, they throw him in a room elsewhere where Richard Dawson's behind some glass and basically tells him after some banter back and forth that if he... If he doesn't volunteer to go on Running Man, his two buddies from prison are going to go in his place. He has to volunteer. That's nice of him. Yeah, I guess. I, d I wonder, you think some of these criminals... This doesn't seem like the kind of show you volunteer for. Well, I mean, of course they're using volunteers. Like, you know, it's it's almost like condescendingly like a joke. Like, quote-unquote volunteer. And I, I'm yeah. assuming in the original book, this is when they, they made the offer to like, oh, we'll let you go, so we'll kill your wife and daughter, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. uh, why Schwarzenegger would give a shit about these two guys? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I could see they, they escaped together from the prison, but it's not like he was particularly friendly towards them or would give a shit even then if they lived or died. So I don't see why yeah. this is supposed to be such a big... Other than the fact that Yafakoto is involved. Unless you're a big Yafakoto fan, I don't even see why the audience is supposed to care that much. But yeah. yeah so also, I totally agrees. forgot that fucking Richard Dawson's character is named Killian. Yeah. Which, that's such sloppy, just like, I wonder if he's the bad guy. His job yeah. is, his, his job is, in, is, he's in charge of killing people on a talk show, and his name is Killian, Jesus. I'm mm -hmm. sure that's the character's original name from the Stephen King book, too, so thank you, Stephen King. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <sighs> after he agrees, they strap him to a table, give him a couple shots. Yeah. And this goes on for a while, That I was hoping would too. be explained later, but no. doesn't get explained later, and they blast him with fart gas to knock him well, out. Especially if they load him with, like, barium tracking shots, which would then suggest they would be able to track him wherever he goes throughout the, uh, the, the game arena, but, like, they end up losing him for a big chunk of... It's whatever. It's, it's just mm -hmm. a really shitty version of the scene in next year's uh, Total Recall movie where they prep him for the Total Recall machine. Yeah. Amber's watching TV at her place and sees a news report on the Richards about how she got away safely, but also how Richard shot and killed several people at the airport. But that's not what happened. I think the actress <gasps> is just like, that's oh not what happened. Yeah, what? she like literally that says what? that. It's just like, oh. Yeah. What? The government lied to me. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then they cuts from that, like, there's a TV commercial for climbing for dollars. It's just a guy on a rope being mm -hmm. attacked by Dobermans. And, yeah, that's kind yep. of the RoboCop, like, commercial interstitial. I almost wonder if this movie was, like, maybe... I know these. this and RoboCop came out the same year. I almost wonder if RoboCop came out, like, just before this movie. They just had enough time to go, oh, we should do that. Because that was cool in RoboCop. We should just, like, drop this. I don't know. But, yeah, like Probably. I said, it's enough like RoboCop. I kind of wonder. Yeah. God, but now it's showtime. So... Richard gets a visit from his court-appointed theatrical agent. Oh, yeah. And it's time to start the show. Bad 80s dancing with lots of Aquanet happening. Oh, God, lots of Aquanet. Also, the pace of the movie slows down because it's supposed to be the opening of the show, but, like, there's just, just a lot of dancing. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Stalkers show up to the show. The future so 80s. They show up by lifting motorcycles in the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the stalkers are, like, they're driving in with, like, from their cars and, like, walking into the studio. you think they would already be there, but... Yeah. God, these ladies have the, the high-waisted, high like... Like, leotards. I keep on forgetting that was such an 80s thing, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting choice to run this show live in case anything bad happens they can't cover. 
You think that, you know, the last thing state TV would want is something to be live yeah. like this. Yeah, because you want to make any kind of, like, in case, like, especially if you've got convicted criminals coming onto your live TV show, at least put it on, a, like, a fucking 10-minute delay. So if somebody yeah. says something, you could edit it out or, like, anything, but, like, no, I guess this is all hot no matter what. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, so much hair on this movie. Yep. Amber's getting something from a vending machine with a lady co-worker, and they talk about how all the people Richard supposedly killed, and then he walks by in handcuffs, and this creepy bitch, totally written by a man, is like, boy, lucky he didn't kill you, too. Oh, yeah. Or rape you. Kill you, then rape you. I mean, a guy like that, what would stop him? But she says it's so breathy, yeah. and like she's into the idea, it's like... I feel bad no, for the how, actress even no. having to say that. It's like, that's not like... No. No. 80s, stop it. No. No. Oh, we forgot to... Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso's there because uh, it got dropped earlier in the film, but she's actually no. a musical yeah. composer for ICS, the network. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she just... Yeah. Ha- that, that's why all the characters just happen to hang out in the same building for the whole movie, even though none of them should be there, but yeah. Yeah. Then Amber leaves the area because she just can't... It said she gotta help that man that kidnapped her for reasons. Yeah, she's all like, well, I guess she is starting to doubt the story. I mean, she does know they just made up the story about, like, what happened to the airport, so I guess she has a reason to kind of keep an eye on Ben Richards, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dawson comes and kicks off the show. Who loves you, and who do you love? Who do you love? Yeah. And, uh... It's... Richards. It is nice. I did this... The, I, like I said, this movie's kind of put together pretty cheaply, but I do love, I do really appreciate, like, the shitty 80s, like, game show music. Oh, this is the other one of the things, uh, not only just assuming TV would be such a huge force in 2017, but also thinking that game shows would, I mean, yeah. I guess this more qualifies as, like, reality TV as much as a game show, which actually, you know, reality TV is still a huge thing. But, yeah. which, well, actually, that's even more interesting because reality TV didn't really like, become a thing until, like, 2000 with uh, Survivor, which yeah. is kind of, I remember when Survivor first came out, they kind of compared that to The Running Man a little bit because there was, like, oh, the ethics of putting people in a dangerous situation for television, like, isn't that kind of fucked up? And mm. now it's just par for the course. But, but yeah, yeah. just, like, this boincy, like, bass music and, like, it's 80s as fuck. Oh mm-hmm. my god! They they should just said this was an alternate 1987, not 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 actually like 2017. But oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Richards gets led to the side of the stage, where his court-appointed talent agent is still saying shit about rights and likenesses and whatnot, yeah. and has him sign something, and he's like, "Use my back." Since Richards does that, and then stabs this poor motherfucker with the pen and sticking it in this dude's back, and he says, "Don't forget to send me a copy." <laughs> What an asshole! That poor bastard's court appointed. What did, what did he what did he do? To oh, deserve, this is that he's court appointed. He's not back. even working for the network. That's a good point, actually, because you can see like he's <laughs> part of this like terrible. Yeah, yeah. This poor guy comes in day and day out, hates his job. <laughs> <laughs> this like asshole think, just stabs him in the back with a pen. Especially if you're exposing your back to convicted criminals, maybe you shouldn't give them a sharp knife. That uh, I just yeah, it doesn't make sense right now. <laughs> So, uh, <sighs> the show shows edited footage of Richard killing people from the copter. Yeah. As everyone watches in horror. The edited the footage butcher. is great because then it's all like, like, yeah, he's like, oh, look at this, look at the people. They're, they're, they're innocent, unarmed people down there. You can't fire on them to hell with I you. I love the government, like, the, the over the radio. They're 
innocent people. Why do you do? He's like, fuck you. And then he starts punching mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, I've seen people point out on the internet that there's like uh, security cam footage from Ben Richards' point of view, like as if it's being shot through his eyeballs, which of course would not be, yeah. even if he had a camera on his helmet, which he doesn't have but like yeah it's just a little extra ridiculous but it is kind of he funny stopped. how what's the what's the simpsons gag with the sweet sweet can this is totally that kind of thing i wish there was a clock mm. on the back of the, of the chopper cockpit that flipped around to show how poorly edited this was but yeah it's yeah. it's actually kind of comical the way they did it uh, mm-hmm. he's the butcher of bakersfield boo everybody no, says boo. everyone's throat yeah all angry in the audience and Oh. And then they rip off his jumpsuit to show a stupid-looking yellow jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, it's a terrible, like, gold lame padded thing. I feel bad for mm-hmm. Yafakoto, because Yafakoto... The future! Yafakoto, he has, uh, everyone, all the main guys in this movie have to wear this outfit. Yafakoto's totally, he's like a little potato pear person. And he, he does not have the physique to pull this off. Says so the fat guy who would even look more, like, tremendously catastrophic in this outfit, but, yeah. Amber's walking around awkwardly, kind of sneaking. She just walks show. into the command center! She's not even sneaking, she's just, like... Like, bare feet, yeah. like, she has to weave between everyone's chairs. Like, she's trying to get into the back room where they store all of the video footage. I guess even the military stores their video footage at this TV mm-hmm. station for some reason. All the evidence. Yeah. They show some footage on TV of dudes that supposedly won Running Man previously and are lounging on some island somewhere. Yeah. And Amber sneaks into the off-limits area. Then then Dawson, Killian... Uh, shows that Ben's buddies are also there. They're gonna run with him. I do that like- wasn't part of the deal, <laughs> Dawson. That wasn't part of the deal. I love that Yafakoto and Nerdy Guy are like they're suspended. Well, they put Schwarzenegger into like a rocket sled, and mm-hmm. uh, the other two guys are already in rocket sleds. And like how they're revealed, yeah. like like the way they're like suspended in these rocket sleds, where they're kind of like in this pose that looks like they're trying to take a shit. While standing, yeah, this looks really uncomfortable. Just as <laughs> it does. just for the actors, yeah, yeah. They got three hours to get through each quadrant and win their freedom. I guess they have to go to roughly circular thing around the studio. I guess, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's and without the, the, further ado, yeah. it's time to start running. Wow! And they, and then, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, "Gillian, I'll be back." And he quips back only in reruns. Which I always thought that was oh, good retort. Zing, zing, zing. Like that's, you know, and I guess, I guess the, he had, Schwarzenegger had been enough of a star after the Terminator enough to like make this a direct callback to that. It's only three yeah. years later, but I'm assuming this is like the first thing that like he had filmed as a star as a result of the Terminator. And he also said he'd be back in uh, Commando. Did he make a big point of saying yeah. like I'll be back? I can't remember. Yeah, he, no, he t- he told Fat Freddie Mercury, "I'll be back for you." God, I'm a Fat Freddie Mercury. This little crocheted <laughs> out in this little tank top. Oh uh-huh. God, but yeah, so they hit the button and Schwarzenegger gets shot mm. like a bullet through a gun. Yeah, through some tubes. We. I did read and some. They break their necks as they come out of the. Yeah. And are caught by the stiffest net ever. I did read some reviews at the time with like a lot of people complained how long and repetitive the sequence was of just constantly showing the footage of these three guys, their faces kind of like melting from the G forces being shot through this like this tunnel thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like the only thing they have to stop them is like a big rubber net when they shoot out of a hole in a wall. And yeah, they almost like it almost seems like the impact of just hitting that net, uh, net would be enough to almost kill them, but yeah. Yeah. And then Amber's still sneaking and she finds something labeled Bankersfield Massacre edited for television as well as the raw footage. 
But then a hand gets on her shoulder and gaspeteth, she is cautteth. This movie is corny enough. I'm, I'm almost shocked instead of raw footage. I'm almost surprised it just doesn't say, like, and not lies. Or, or something, or the truth. Yeah. But Bakersfield, the lies, and Bakersfield, the truth. Uh, two mm-hmm. things. and Which is weird, because, like, the moment she lays hands on the Bakersfield uh, raw footage disc, it's totally 80s, like, fucking little DVR, like, c- cassette thing. Like this, uh, with the uns- future eighties font. Yeah, well, yeah, the robot font. Well, we forgot the font of the main, the Running Man title. The CGI title is like totally like a Wreck-It Ralph eight bit font too, which is hilarious. But yeah, an uns- unseen person's hand just lays on her shoulder, and that's the last we see her of her until she shows up in the games later. And I guess we find out later that she somehow had time enough to stuff that whole like DV- oh, like we'll whole there. VHS cassette up. Well, yeah, but yeah. This movie has no plot holes and makes perfect sense, yeah. Bill. Stop it. So the runners, uh, oh, they pull a lady out of the crowd. She gets to pick her, which stalker is going to go after them. Oh, uh, yeah. So, is this uh, the old lady? She... No, that's later. No. Because, like, there's the old yeah. lady who's, like, kind of the big star. I can't choose. Ah, and she, yeah. like, even, like, 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 puts her finger in her mouth, like, mm, I don't know what to say next mm-hmm. kind of thing, yeah. This lady picks Sub-Zero. Oh, because she you likes could... some fucky chubby or she says something weird about, like, yeah. She's a very large Hawaiian dude with a stupid bladed hockey stick. And he's cut this cod, like, was it, is it a cod piece? Is that yeah. what it's called when you protect your junk? That, like... Is too much. It almost looks like he's got like an actual. It could dick be cod piece out of cup his, out of his crotch. Uh, I love yeah. that this guy. He's professor. He's credited as as professor whatever his name is. Um, I mm-hmm. guess he was born in Hawaii. So he's of Japanese descent. Well, I guess maybe I guess he could also be partially Hawaiian descent. But I, he has a Japanese name. And yeah, this is the guy. I know this guy. He played uh, um, Francis's bodyguard in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where he has a big Godzilla fight mm. in the bathtub. With, with Pee Wee. I know I recognized him. Yeah. I, he was in a couple things. I had to look it up to see... I... <laughs> I've never seen any of the Austin Powers movies. And so I was watching... I was just watching the first one to see if I, I could do that for Atari of the Party. And there's an Asian mm-hmm. guy who looks like... Uh, well, he's the riffing off of the, the bowler hat guy from Goldfinger. And for a yeah. moment, I thought this was the same guy. But no, this is a different No, different that guy. guy, like... Uh, he did some bad shit. Really? Yeah, the guy from Austin Powers, if I remember correctly. Like in real life? Yes. Oh no, okay. Well, we'll have yes. to talk about that someday if I could muster the courage to do an Austin Powers movie someday. Yeah, um, I don't know how well those have aged. Yeah, cause but those, are, those movies are like 20 years old now. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. But anyway, but that's neither here nor there. This is, we're talking about Sub-Zero. Yeah. And the runners get led through some tunnels as Jesse the Body Ventura is given some locker room commentary about how excited everyone is down here. Yeah! But no time for that, Jesse. The runners have made it to the first quadrant. And importantly, this is going to be something I'm going to point out later. He starts off, he claims that he's in the uh, the stalker's dressing room, and there's like 30 guys in there getting dressed. And which suggests that there's more than four or five stalkers, which we never see in this game. (laughs) There's, (laughs) according to this movie, there's only like three active stalkers and, and like and like the other like two stalkers and retire it's it's we'll get the uh, yeah yeah we'll get to that but. so uh they're also getting chased around by dads on motorcycles just <laughs> just attack the guys on the motorcycles and take their motorcycles yeah they're not that threatening guys come on i know it's and it's, all- it's, it's 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 i mean it's schwarzenegger and kodo yeah for kodo but like i guess nerdy guy is, is kind of their weakness so maybe they can't just brute force i don't know it's and all this time 
people have been taking bets in the slums on like who's gonna win and die first. Yeah, and that's the movie's way of kind of showing how the common man is reacting to all this, not just the audience in the theater, but you know. Yeah. So the runners reach Sub Zero's area, which is conveniently on ice, except for when it's not. I guess these guys aren't allowed to go. Like, they must be pretty well directed through their slums just to show up in, like, this video game well lit stage. Yeah, it's an ice rink with all these lights and shit like that, and big Mm -hmm. ICS television network logo. Sub Zero beats them up for a while. I guess he's more of a showman than a murderer. Yeah. And sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're not, and then Sub-Zero hits the nerdy guy into a net that locks him in there. Yeah, and, and I guess which is supposed to make the Yafikoto and uh, Schwarzenegger be all like, oh no, we gotta save him, while yeah, Sub-Zero keeps on attacking these guys. He's just, despite the fact that he's a Japanese guy, he's got like this whole hockey theme, and his only mm-hmm. weapon is just like a fucking hockey stick well, with like razors y- on it. <laughs> You know, good for them to bucking stereotypes. I guess so. It's just, I, I guess it could have been worse. He could have been like samurai to something. Oh yeah, but yeah. But anyway, he's cut. So, he's a super lame dude. He he's he just flashes fumbling around. a pole and yeah. cuts the pole that has razor ra- uh, razor wire on top of it. And Richard grabs the pole and pulls it and stretches it out. And so it, and then Sub Zero skates into it and wraps around his neck and it slices him open. Ending his run, and probably his career, since, you know, he died. Yeah. I, it'd been a while since I had seen this movie, but I thought there was more to the Sub-Zero fight than yeah. him just kind of getting choked. Well, it's not that he gets choked out. It's his razor wire, so it slits his throat. But then he just kind of collapses, and that's it. That's the whole fight. Um, well, yeah, why didn't he thrash around in it for five minutes like the chick from Suspiria? That's a good point. It would have been more interesting than him just going, ah, <laughs> Um, while they're doing the fight, there's a great bit where, um, uh, they're, they're giving the lady who chose Sub-Zero in the audience a whole bunch of gifts, because I guess mm-hmm. part of the, th- that's a big thing in the game, and so she gets the Running Man home game, which always cracked me up, Yeah. um, and yeah. there's also, <laughs> I hate to say it, but one of my favorite characters in the whole movie, there's a fat Uh-oh. lady with a cougar skin cap sitting behind a mm. lot of the characters in the audience and she's the way they, they they went out of their way to kind of choose some kind of fat and grotesque looking uh people on the audience but that fat lady always kind of cracks me up I always I always thought she looked kind of funny but anyway that's another shocked hair. sadness grips the crowd yeah oh yeah that's right this is the first time any a sli- uh yes a slayer's ever died in this game yeah, yeah. he's but he, Killian doesn't know how to handle it but Richards does he says hey Killian here is Sub-Zero now playing zero which i feel i feel like that line could have used some punching it could have used some workshop it is definitely <laughs> i get that it's not like a total portion of like you know schwarzenegger specializes in the like the post-mortem quip to whoever he just killed i guess because this is not the body he's just killed he's talking to someone else that maybe he's a little off his game i mean just say here's Here's Sub-Zero. I put him on ice. <laughs> You're sub- That's what I'm saying! Like, yeah! Now Plain Zero's terrible. Plain Zero sounds like a like a fat-free yogurt or something. Yeah, but it is great because the camera does catch his Yafikoto Schwarzenegger walking off in the distance like doing this jive high-five, which cracks me up. And one of, the, my, <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite things in the movie is uh, then the TV show cuts to a triumphant picture of Sub-Zero with his arms in the air and the words, more to come on the bottom of the show. 
uh, um, yeah. on the bottom of the screen as it, like the show kind of desperately cuts to commercial to figure out what to do next. And that, that oh, Killian says, Word, yeah. words can't express the sadness of what they're all feeling, and they'll be right back <laughs> after these messages. More to come. Yeah, and like well, that juxtaposed with Dawson being so like, oh my god, it's a terrible... He's acting like 9-11 just happened. Which, of course, yeah. like, that's part of the, the, the gallows humor is that the show's all about killing people, but God forbid one of the, the st- stalkers gets killed. Now it's, like, suddenly, like, oh, my God, truly it's a horrible yep. day for so America. They start they start pumping in fart gas so the runners get out of that arena. And so we're sure glad we took care of Sub-Zero. Yeah, he was a real pain in the neck. <laughs> you think they, a man is dead, Richard. You think he could have used that line when he's talking to Dawson or something? Like, yeah, like, that's still better than... Plain zero. Also, Schwarzenegger just can't say the words plain zero very efficiently, so it just sounds like yeah. plain zero. Yeah. Plain zero. Yeah. Muppet Babies will return after these messages. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time. Sensational, perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark! I'll be back. Go! The highest rated TV show in history. Because they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. Can you lift? Arnold Schwarzenegger is the running man. He's playing for a prize. The prize is his life. How about the life? The Running Man. Light bright, light bright. Turn on the magic of colored lights. Light bright, light bright. Make a face to glow at night. Smiling friend, shining bright. Make a sign to say goodnight. Just pop in the colored pegs and follow the patterns. It's easy to make your favorite pictures and characters, or you can always create your own light pictures. And now, back to the Muppet Babies. So, Achillian's on the phone being like, yeah, a stalker died. It better happen sooner or later. What, uh, you want ratings? You go, you go. You're not going to get them with reruns of Gilligan's Island. Which is a good point. I, you know, that's a good point. Mm. They actually never show Gilligan's. There's a whole, like, generation. Like, pretty much anything that was ever made before, like, 1985 just never gets shown on TV anymore. Like, all, this, all yeah. the all the uh, syndication staples I grew up with are all gone now. It's so sad. Yeah. Mm, is it though? Uh, not, I mean, not really. <laughs> Were those show, shows worthy of being watched again? You what watched them because like, there was nothing like, else on. I've got the PlayStation. Gilligan's Island was not good. I'll, I'll take Gilligan's Island over fucking Duck Dynasty. Let's put it that way. Oh well, okay. If you're comparing to the <laughs> that stuff to that, that gets garbage, looped sure. these days, yeah. 
Um, I'm not saying Gilligan's Island was <laughs> was like a great piece of art or anything like that. But mm. anyway, so uh, anyway, after some ads, some wiener dude can't decide between uh, Buzzsaw or Dynamo. Oh, he gets both. Oh, he's amazing. Buzzsaw has a chainsaw, because of course. I forgot Buzzsaw is even in this movie. If you stuck a gun in my head and and asked me, forced me to name like uh, the big killers from The Running Man, I would be like, okay, there's Iceman, there's Fire Guy, and there's Rapey Christmas Tree Guy. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I would totally forget about Buzzsaw, because he's so generic. Yeah. yeah. Quick scene of Killigan in the weens and his assistant telling him they caught Amber trying to take the Bakersfield video, and he says, "Sensational." And uh, this guy, he's he's Dynamo. He's a walking light bright who sings opera and I guess shoots lightning out of his hands. Which that lights up a sign yeah. that says, "Clap if you love Dynamo." <laughs> Which I love my self promotion. There's pretty great. Um, this guy, I didn't realize he's an actual opera singer. Who had a very short-lived mm. career in Hollywood. I guess he died, like, right after they finished filming this. I'm... And then he was reincarnated as Jim Sterling. <laughs> oh, no! That's terrible! <laughs> Jim Sterling would actually probably agree with you there. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I, I was looking up this guy on IMDb. Uh, have you ever seen the live-action Popeye movie? <sighs> Enough of it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fake that I've never seen the live-action Popeye movie just to make you watch it and comment on it for two hours. Uh, he, uh-huh. he played Ox... Was it Oxblood Butterbean? Uh, he plays... Uh, there's a big, tall, uh, bald guy that Popeye has to fight early in the movie. He's trying to get uh, uh, prize money to like help out Olive Oil's family or something like that. I realize this is the same guy. But I guess he was mm. an actual opera star, so he gets to show off his opera chops a little bit in this movie. So whenever you see him sing, and then it's actually him... He only does it twice in the movie, but it, that's actually him going, Oh, Lord of you. Hmm. So now Amber's going to join the games, too. Oh, yeah. And the runners notice that a camera relay is not pointed in, but it's pointed out. All right. This, yeah, then, I don't understand, because then suddenly, yeah, Weiss gets very excited whenever he sees, like, Camera Lee, really, he's like, okay, if we go here and do the thing he, th- if we uplink the Hammer Slammy, we'll do this, yeah. Yep, the Hammer Slammy, and then they make up some lies about Amber, she cheated on a test in college, she's also Richard's girlfriend, and boo, Oh, girlfriend, she had sex boo. with uh, two or three men a year sometimes. Yeah, yeah she's boo. a whore, yeah, boo. Oh, boo. That's the best lies they could come up with yeah. for her. And they put her in the rocket sled and shoot her out of a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into the game she goes. And then, uh... I guess they shoot her right at the contestants that are already out there, because the next thing you know, she's, like, running into uh, everyone else as they're trying to do, like, fuck with the uplink stuff. Well, they want to jam the networks or something. There's something sure, about how fine, I guess Weiss, they have goals now. Weiss realizes that if they do, if they can get how the fuck do you know that guy's name and I don't? Just because they kept on calling him Weiss. Yeah, I mean, he's just nerdy uh, guy. I just called him like nerdy guy or specs. Because they're always like Weiss. Have you seen Weiss? Where did Weiss go? I mean, he doesn't mm. last that long in the movie. I guess Yaflin Kodo's name is Yaflin. I guess Laughlin. Uh, I mean, I think that name only gets mentioned once. Uh, but yeah, so th- their, their goal now is to try to get the one of the uplink towers, because if they can get there, Weiss can, like, hack it to get a security code that will they can give to Mick Fleetwood somehow. They never established yeah. that Mick Fleetwood's in this arena or anything like that, but if they can get it to Mick Fleetwood, th- that that's the magic potion that'll save the day. That'll that'll destroy yeah. the, the evil government and make everything right in the world again, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, and they, they grab Amber, and she's feisty and mad about things, but beggars can't be choosers, so everybody teams up. Yeah. And- 
just in time for the dumb duo of dorks to show up. God, these guys suck so bad. It's buzzsaw on a motorcycle, which because and it's... a chainsaw on a motorcycle seems like a bad well, idea. Especially because he can't use the motorcycle when he's actually using the bike because... And so he's not that much of a threat. And there's Dynamo who's in this fucking shitty-ass little golf cart thing. That, like, yeah. I guess he can With cardboard armor. Yeah, it's got cardboard armor, and the car doesn't seem to be able to go more than 10 miles an hour. So the most he yeah. can do is kind of, like, lightly bump into you while singing mm -hmm. at you. Ow, my ankles! Yeah, so it's like, it's like they're being chased by two Elmer Fuds. It's not the most threatening thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. And Amber and the nerdy guy are running around. Yeah, somebody they all get up, separated, yeah. And they're, they've been trying to jam the network for five years, and this is their chance. Oh, and then Weiss what? sees one of the towers, it. and so he runs off to one of the towers, and Amber goes with yeah. him, so that's how they end up getting separated. And Yafikot and Schwarzenegger go running off in a di different direction while they're being chased yeah. by Buzz. So. They, they find their way into a tunnel where people scream and yell at them before lights turn on, and then Buzz says there to some screaming guitar music. Yeah, I guess he, they've wandered into he, Buzzsaw's lair, I guess. Yeah, he manages to slash at Yafikoto and manages to rope up Ben Richards and is dragging him around. He looks like somebody's dad yeah. who he's made got up this... a last-second Halloween costume <laughs> with the various crap he found in the closet. Because he's just kind of like a chubby, old, graying dude. He looks like a guy who who, who manages like Bass Pro sh uh, sh uh, uh, Shopping Center. Like a fishing store looks, or something like that. He looks like the racist uncle that you don't want at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Because he's going to say something. The one thing they tried to make him do to seem scary is they kind of gave him white contact lenses so his eyes look extra crazy. But, like, that's it. Yeah. This guy just looks like yeah. an asshole at a truck stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he drags Ben Richards around for, like, this goes on for a while, too. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> like where neither then, um... of us are very impressed by this movie. I, it's still fun <laughs> to watch because it's so schlocky, but it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Richard manages to get the wire that he's being drug around by around some pole or something and launches this motherfucker into the air. Takes this son of a bitch out, yeah, which is kind of... <laughs> I, I wish... I guess, I guess uh, Bussa had just clipped a Yafik Kodo, so... But he doesn't do yeah. anything, which I wish he had done something a little more fucked up just to really kind of, like, give some extra oomph to him getting fucked up as it is. He just kind of gets knocked off his bike and that's it. Yeah. yeah, and then the nerdy guy in Amber, he hacks something, tells her to remember some numbers that they have to get the resistance. Yeah. And then Richard casually walks up to Buzzsaw's body laying on the ground and tries to grab his chainsaw, but surprise and shocks, he's not dead. It seems like he could have, like, I don't know, had a tiny amount of caution there, Richards. Maybe, like, carried something big and heavy over to smash the guy's face with. Yeah, because if you're talking about pure survival now, like, yeah, fucking... Although it's a Schwarzenegger action movie, so that's, like, he never takes precautions. He's always just like... Yeah, yeah I'm kind of surprised. Well, it would have actually would have been interesting if he had, like, some kind of a... Uh, a little post-mortem death retort to say to this guy, and in the middle of that, this guy woke up. That would have been more interesting, because that would have been a legitimate surprise, but if he was like, yeah. nice to catch you... Well, I don't even know what a buzzsaw they would, but yeah. like, yeah. They, they fight for a while, the crowd cheers and gets really hyped up, and they lock up, and Buzzsaw says, Richard, this, uh, I love this saw. This saw's part of me. I'm gonna make a part of you. But somehow... This lumbering mass of quivering muscle overpowers <laughs> Buzzsaw. Schwarzenegger says, versus your racist grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> he says, that's all right, keep it. Before slicing him up the middle yeah. from the groin. And this dude gets ball wherever. blood all over his face and he falls down and mm -hmm. the audience is like, oh shit. Oh, but Bill, don't forget, 
It makes him scream in a higher pitch. I pit. forgot about that. You don't get that on the subtitles. Which oh, is just... That, that like, was actually a cute this, moment. <laughs> that, 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 but is this a kid's cartoon? What, I mean, what is that? That's some that's some Disney Channel you're shit. You're talking about a fat man dressed in light bright. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about this movie. You know what? I'm watching now and I honestly think that might be light bright. Cause like when yeah, in the, in turn the, on the magic with colored lights, Bill. Literally in the very next scene, you see like Dynamo's like hiding in the dark, watching fucking Weiss and Amber like at the computer terminal, and yeah, it's a close-up scene. Yeah, that is some fucking light bright ass shit. Oh yeah. my god, blinking light bright. Yeah, he, he, he the, that nerdy guy reads off some numbers to Amber's to remember, and then Dynamo blasts him with his Raiden powers, and that guy dead. Yeah, but he and, blasts him away that you don't think he's automatically dead. He just kind of gets shocked, but like falls down, and you could think he just got knocked out, but no, he no, just he's dead. Yeah, Amber later is just like, okay, now he's gone. And this motherfucker can shoot lightning out of his hands. That sure makes a bladed hockey stick and a chainsaw look fucking lame as shit. Yeah, huh? he's got an actual ranged weapon that can be used anytime. And he, yeah. all, for some reason, didn't decide to use it. Well, I guess maybe he couldn't shoot through the windshield of his car. I don't know what the fuck. But God, next thing know. we see, Ben Richards is, like, running around after having killed Buzzsaw. And he sees, like, his uh, fucking Dynamo is now, like, kind of, like, half-ass wrestling with Amber. And yeah. he's like, I don't know if he's trying to rape her or what, but it's not good. No, he calls Dynamo a Christmas tree. <laughs> I thought, he goes, like, hey, Christmas tree. Which, <laughs> as yeah. a kid, that cracked me up. <laughs> and then she gets zapped with yellow electricity. Yeah, and he kind of zaps her on her tits, so, too. So I guess that means she's okay. Which is kind of alarming to think that, like, he's got, like, rape electricity, which is... So then he gets in a stupid little go-kart and gives chase. Oh my god, this and, is not the and, most predictable end for a fat man in a go-kart ever. <laughs> Richards is nice enough to mostly stay on the makeshift road <laughs> so the of, chase can happen. Exactly, yeah. But then, then he While finally terrible, realizes... <laughs> A terrible version of Flight of the Valkyrie plays. Yeah, oh, and I think the guy's singing... No, it's just like a synth thing, because there's one or two shots where you see it, like, it looks like the guy's singing in the movie, but no sound's coming out, so he must have more singing mm. parts with it cut out. But yeah, it's this terrible synth. Dun, da, 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 da. And then, like, Ben Rick Richard steps off, like, an incline that's, like, 15 inches, or a 15-degree yeah, incline, some and that's enough to get the fucking fat man in the go-kart to flip over. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's like, oh, I got no power to go to commercial. Oh, hell, shit, but damn, oh, no. Yeah. And, and then, uh, Ben then... Richards actually spares his life. There's a moment where he does the thing where he, like, he's got, like, a big piece of pipe or something like that, and he looks like he's about to kill the guy with it. But then, like, he brings it down, but then you think for a moment that he's killed Dynamo, but no, he's just, like, sunk into the ground next to Dynamo. And, mm -hmm. and he says, I won't kill a helpless human being. Not even sadistic scum like you. Yeah, which I guess is... And then he runs off with Amber. Because the TV show's too stupid not to put this TV show on a delay, uh, the entire audience gets to see that Ben Richards actually has some compassion, which I think this is really the starting point for where the audience starts to starts to root for uh, Richards. Yeah. yeah, they hate it. They boo. Now, boo. Uh, they've managed to dispense with three of... The only three stalkers I guess the show has, despite, like I said earlier, right. we see a whole locker room full of supposed stalkers. And so... Uno momento, por favor, Bill. I guess a black dude named Fireball was just happened to be at the studio on his day Bill. off. Oh. Hold up, sir. I'm sorry. You're missing a very important moment of the film. Yes. She asked what happened to Buzzsaw, and he says, He had to split. Then he farted and winked at her. <laughs> Literally just lifts his leg, makes a meat, <laughs> fucking pork chop meat fart, and laughs. 
<laughs> oh god but yeah yeah but then it cuts back yeah there's the black guy with like fucking weird like bride of frankenstein shocks in his hair and they're like fireball to yeah. costuming please and yeah killian tries to hype up the crowd by saying this shit ain't over yet it's just halftime i guess i guess since this is the first time they've ever had stalkers die i guess it's the first time they've ever had to worry about like how many stalkers they have on hand at any given time at the studio i guess but yeah still it's they go sloppy. to check on yafik koto he's battle damaged and he say he, they gotta go to the broadcasting tower don't let them die for nothing bleh, he dead yeah he says something then, which I had to rewind and put on the subtitles. He says, "Don't let me be the only asshole in heaven." I think it's something like that. And the subtitles. What's that? You roboted out for my end. Sorry. Oh no, Yafikoto! Right before he dies, he mumbles something, and I didn't understand what he was saying. I had to rewind mm-hmm. it with subtitles. Turn it on. Turns out the subtitles didn't even know what he said. Cause like no? <laughs> it skips over. He says like, "Yeah, don't let me be the last asshole in heaven," and then he just kind of mm. dies with his eyes open. And Schwarzenegger closed his and then, eyes, but... and then, yeah, Ben Richards uses his hand to close these big, goofy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Yafakota's trademark is big. It takes, it takes Schwarzenegger five hours to figure out how to close his eyes. <laughs> it's like, these eyes are too big. Even my, my Herculean strength can't close these eyeballs. <laughs> oh, and then Killian's on a TV that happens to be down there talking to Richards one-on-one. No audience. He wants to make him a stalker. You get your general contract, you know, place in Maui or whatever the fuck it is. It's your typical contract. And then Richard pulls a camera off the wall and says, You called brother bastard. I'd love to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave the room. Because I'm going to ram it my fist into your stomach and rip out your goddamn spine. And then he smashes the camera. Which, again, it's kind of slacky writing because, like, you think he's going to say something more creative than just, like, I'm going to rip out your goddamn spine. But yeah. yeah. And then Killian gets a call from the Attorney General. Uh-oh, we never get to find out what that call is oh, about. Oh, yeah, that's funny, because you think that's going to lead to a plot point. Uh, earlier in, in in the movie, Killian's like, give me the, the United States Department of Defense Entertainment Division. Which is kind of... And now, it's Fireball. And shockingly, he has a flamethrower. Yeah. That he uses to light, show off by lighting a cardboard person on fire. It's Impressive. the world's worst duck hunt. Because, yeah, it's just a cardboard cutout that comes out of, like, one of the tubes that they shot the rocket sleds out of. And it's just, like, they light him yeah. up on fire. And it's just, like, People yay! love the shit out of it. Yeah. He is dressed I feel like, like everybody, yeah. everybody's watching the show is just jacked on cocaine. Yeah. 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 Um... Is cocaine a big deal now? Would it would have been a big deal in 2017? Well, Bill, as somebody who's never done drugs in his life, That's let me kind of fill wondering. you in. Because everyone should think, because, you know, it's such a stereotype, the uh, uh, cocaine being the uh, drug of choice in the 80s. I wonder, I, I'm assuming it must have undergone some it's... kind of decline, but... Yeah. Well, I, I, I think so. I think Should probably we... all the people rotting the bridges of their noses out with cocaine yeah. probably put cocaine. a damper on that. We should do a taste test live on air someday. <laughs> Tardy to the party, episode <laughs> well, you 200, know, cocaine. Been, been totally within the, this season, neither of us have done cocaine. We're just catching up to the party. Triple yeah, T to the we'll, P. Yeah, we'll go straight to cocaine. Never mind that I've never done Can like, that please be the last episode is that we try cocaine? Yeah, yeah, we'll try all well, the drugs all we'll at once together. We're talking about the highlights and lowlights of the show of all the years that we did the show, but we'll just do it while we're all coked out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Anyway. Fantastic. Look forward to that. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, Fireball, uh, 
everybody loves him. Yeah. And well, he runs outside just, too, because like he runs out from the studio out into the parking lot, and then he's like, everyone's like trying to grab onto him, and then suddenly he hits a button and he flies into the air and flies away. Yeah. Which, he uses a jetpack. Yeah. Which looks shitty. And the announcer. As hell. Yeah, the announcer also mentions that Dynamo is down but not out. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. And then Killian. When the show is back, talks to some old lady and asks her which stalker she thinks gonna get the next. This is probably kill. the moment like, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, she says, "I think Ben Richards gonna get that," and he's like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta pick a stalker." And she said, "I can pick whoever I want, and I, I pick Richards. That boy is one mean motherfucker." <laughs> which that's, uh, they couldn't put that in the trailer, but that is pretty much the that's the highlight of the whole film. There, that could have been the end of the movie right there. Um, yeah. Looking that lady up on IMDb, I guess that was her first movie role, and as a result mm. of that one that one bit in the whole movie, she actually parlayed that into a whole bunch of she was on a bunch of movies and TV shows after this. Because oh, you mean like the rapping granny from um, Wedding Singer? Wished we, we was she that? No, I mean like same type. That of kind of I didn't realize I've never seen the Wedding Singer. That's one of those movies mm. where I could do that for the Tardy, but I don't care. Like, it's like, I don't even have no. a big interest mm. in catching up on any Adams. It, if it's bad enough that I was even vaguely interested in a fucking Austin Powers movie, like, <laughs> God, Adam Sandler's like even one rung below me for, on that front. But yeah, so that's that's the, the pretty much the most entertaining thing that happens in the whole movie is right there. Yeah, we got some choice bits this coming is, up. There's not nothing left is, in the tank, though. This is why you don't do a show like this on live TV. Yeah. And then the people in the slum start betting on Richards. His odds are now 100 to 1. Fireball flies in and just wastes some ammo, spraying it in the air on top of a building just... so that the Richards and Amber can see him and run off. I'm assuming and... he has, like, he has two tanks on his back. I'm assuming one of the tanks is, like, just for showing off. And the other tank's actually, like, the, he's, he's actually counting on that to actually kill people with. Yeah. yeah. And Richards dragons Amber around. She's like, I won't go this way. He's like, no, go this way. And then the, he leads them right into Fireball. Good job, you lumbering idiot. Yay. And they keep running around corners and just keep running and just wait around the corner and attack Fireball as he comes around a corner. He's basically a dad with a flamethrower. If you get close enough to him, he can't do nothing to you. Yeah, because it's totally like a ranged weapon, especially in close corners. All you have to do is get like close enough to him to the side or behind just to like, just knock him over. Like, there's not like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, this is no yeah. worries though. Richard Man. saw Donkey Kong in that arcade <laughs> this goes on for a and while he's gonna too. do it. He gonna throw barrels at this fool. And the guy, I guess it's just enough that he can't, like, raise his gun enough to really fire the fire, so he's just kind of, like, taking it. He's just kind of, like, taking the brunt of all these Donkey Kong barrels, and... Man, yeah. this movie's, like, yeah, these are the action scenes. This should be the this movie's bread and butter, but it's so lame. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like this movie was put on by, a like, a local community center. Oh, but the last bucket, uh, a fucking... Uh, Schwarzenegger kicks over, it's filled with, like, I guess jet fuel or something like that. And the moment the fucking fireball fires up his fire flamethrower, it just explodes, and then Schwarzenegger's all looking like, oh, maybe that wasn't enough to kill him, but nope. The fucking- He walks through the fire like the aliens in Nakamu. <sighs> Kinda. I was gonna say Terminator 2, but, like, that's that's even better. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, they, uh, they split up. Even though they, and he tells her, go, get out of here, and then they start acting like they didn't want to split up as they start looking for each other. Yeah, that's the, like, the basic, like, what these characters are doing from moment to moment in this movie aren't very consistent, which is one of the things that, like, yeah. 
Like, Die Hard works because you're, you're trying to put yourself in the shoes of John McClane, and there's logic to what's happening in the movie. In this movie, it's just, like, random things happen enough so you can't really get invested because the consequences for any action really doesn't make any sense, so it's hard to, like, well, get they, invested. Yeah, they don't really have any plans aside from Well, no, yeah, it is. Like... I mean, I guess it is, yeah. Yeah, not the thinking man, not the planning man. It's just the running man, but yeah. Yeah. So. So she sees a dead, charred-up body and screams, and there's a couple other dead bodies. She calms down pretty quick, though, so she can study their dog tags, and then fireballs at the door, and she's like, Oh, these are last season's winners! And he said, No, these are last season losers! Oh, no. And he gets ready to blast her, but then suddenly, out of nowhere, Richards was above him the whole time. Pops Just one of, waiting. out one of his fuel lines. Yeah. And sending liquid all over the place. Presumably suspended upside down like a bat, just waiting for him to come in. Yeah. And then his liquid's all over him, he kicks him into the corner, and he says, How about a light? And he lights a flare he grabbed early and throws it at him, and Corblanzo. Fireball is charcoal. I want to point out something that ridiculous. <laughs> I know this movie's not the, this kind of movie where, like, CinemaSins should care that much about any mistakes in this movie, but uh, Fireball sitting on his ass, he's leaking mm -hmm. fluid. Uh, mm -hmm. Ben Richards throws the, 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 the fucking flare at his crotch, and then Fireball crosses his arms to protect himself from, from the flare. I want to point yeah. out that what he needs to worry about is not the explosion coming from in front of him, but the fact that it's going to explode from behind. Well, if anything, yeah. he should be, like, trying to get that backpack off. But no, but yeah, it just goes up anyway, but yeah. He just hates flares. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, no! He's like Frankenstein. He's like, it's bright! I don't like it. Mm -hmm. He knocked my glasses it off. My sunglasses would usually protect me from this bright phosphorus light. But I do the goggles. They do nothing. He explodes, ah! and for the first time, at least the street crowds, they're 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 cheering and freaking out at the fact that like a stalker has died now. So like the, yeah. uh, the, the at least the street audience is definitely turned on on the show at this point. Which how did they see that? Wouldn't they have seen the the dead bodies? Yeah, that's you. Because know, everything the, else, the conversation the sh they everything had about else how those we see, they see losers. in the show. So yeah, that's a good point. It's a big surprise later when the TV show gets hacked, and they yeah, it's it's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, and, and well, don't forget Richard's quip. What a hothead! <laughs> God, it's fucking movie. But. Mm. My one of my favorite parts. I've got like three favorite parts of the movie, and the first one's coming up right here. Where? Oh. Yes. He's still uh, there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you just me? had something happen because you're just like very. No, quiet. I was listening. Uh. So. Uh. So I guess they suddenly decide they want to throw. Well, not suddenly, but like I guess. Uh. uh Captain Freedom. Freedom. Played by yeah, Jesse Ventura has been wardrobe. called up. And Jesse Ventura storms into the command center. He's wearing the silver vacuum-formed outfit where, like, the arms don't even have any hinges in the, in yeah. the, in the elbows or anything like well, that. Well, he's, 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 he's wearing the pieces of a Doctor Who villain that never got completed. That's what it looks like. And he's just clanking around. And it's just, he's, he's, he's upset because I guess th maybe this is a new Captain Freedom outfit for him that he's upset. He doesn't want to wear this junk. He, he's been killing guys like Richard for, with his bare hands 10 years ago. He could do it again. And yeah. I just, that outfit that he has to come in, he just stomps into the command center wearing it. It's just so fucking stupid. I love it. Oh my yeah. god. And right before that, Killian and Amber got caught in a trap that gets some walls slammed down around him. Oh, okay. Um, but, but anyway, in the control room when he bursts in and does all that, he says something about it being about honor and the code of the gladiators and shit like that. 
And then Killian says, this isn't a game. Get out there. Get him Get him out of here. And Pointing the to the security guy, Sven, yeah. He just kind of stands there and he asks him, if those steroids make you deaf too? Yeah. Oh. And then they leave. Have you ever seen Mallrats? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. I just watched it for the first time in 20 years. It was cheap on iTunes, so I bought it blind, just watched it. I didn't read That movie's fucking even worse than I remember it being. But there's a security guard in that movie named LaFours that are chasing Jay and Silent Bob around that whole movie. I didn't realize it's this guy, this drinking buddy mm. of Schwarzenegger's, who plays the security guard who uh, Richard Darson has just yelled at for, like, uh, stories make you deaf, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But anyway, so, yeah, uh, Sven and uh, Jesse Ventura leave. Yep, and then they're having an in-memoriam dance. This is my second stalkers. favorite part of the Like, the, my favorite parts of the movie all come with, like, pretty Say quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Say their names with reverence. They were patriots. I'm, mm. It's super slow. It's super dippy. It's super sincere. And like, yeah, the dancers are doing this. I guess maybe they already had some like, in case any slayers die, we need to have some slow choreography just to work on it a pinch. And like, yeah, it's big memorial service. I just love the fucking fake ass gravitas of this whole like uh, uh, sequence. It's fucking great. Yeah, and like, yeah, the 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 yeah, I remember the voiceover remember the is so great. Yeah, I remember the episode of In Living Color where. Uh, member of the crew died and the fly girls danced in memoriam of him you know wasn't that paul abdul was one of the fly girls because she was, did the yes. choreography for this movie so that actually made you you you're, you're, you made this more truthful than you may have even imagined mm -hmm. i'm just saying <laughs> well they had enough of the wayans kids that like three of them could have died and no one would have noticed much less needing That's a memorial true. for and then Anyway, go ahead. My third favorite so part of the they, movie's coming up right here, too. Yeah. They're in the control room, and they're digitally mapping with future wireframes Captain Freedom strangling and killing Richards. Yeah. And, but uh, that's not what happened. Richards and Amber got caught by the Resistance, and I guess they have a base there in, in the enemy's lair, basically. Oh! And she tells them they have the uplink codes. Yeah, okay. And then they watch Captain Freedom kill Amber and on the TV, snap her neck, and throw her onto some barbed wire. Yeah. And then he, they, him and Richard just fight, and then makes it while making all of the Arnold sounds he can. Just. And then Captain Freedom throws him onto some wall spikes and kills him. Yay! And this makes Richard mad because now they're going to sound the police, the army, everything they got to make sure they don't get out of there alive. Well, that's the Amber at first suggests, well, this is great. Well, if we're dead, then we can go anywhere we want, which not really in a police state. That's not how that works. But, like, yeah, that's when Schwarzenegger yeah. points out, like, no, if anything, they need to kill us because they can't afford to let us uh, find anyone find out that they're still alive. You know? Yeah. Um, and then and Richard's wondering why all the resistance guys got guns. <laughs> They're just jamming a satellite, and the old man tells him the government's going to come to move it to another, and this little kid is leading the charge. Well, yeah, uh, fucking Mick Fleetwood makes the point that, like, there's no point in taking the, 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 the uplink tower if they can't keep it. Yeah. So they need the and guns then, to protect, like, to actually, like, m like make sure their signal gets sent out. Yeah, they have yeah. to do a violent... Richard case. says he'll lead the charge, even though he didn't want to get involved. After he told Killian he'd be back, he doesn't want to make him a liar. Oh, yeah, and he makes a big smirk at the camera. Um, mm -hmm. Before all this happens, though, when Killian is doing this, the Photoshop thing to, to, to gin up the, the footage of uh, Richard's and uh, Amber's death, 
He yeah. says, this is one of my favorite things I've ever said in a movie. He mm. says, Richard Donaldson yells, activate the traveling mat. Which, traveling mat is an actual special effects term. It's what they named Uncle Traveling Matt in the Fraggles after. And that's actually not an entirely wrong term for what they're doing here. And a lot of people have pointed out that, like, this technology actually kind of exists now. Especially within the last year or two where they have, like, the super uh, cheap, mm. like, the deep fake technology. Which, you can do this shit on your phone these days. It's not going to yeah. look as good as what they do in the movie, but... I mean, no. half of the movies, like, the stump people in, in big-budget blockbuster special effects, are, their faces are edited out and replaced with, like, stars like Schwarzenegger in movies these days. So it's kind of funny how this movie couldn't predict, like, basic fucking things, but, like, that one thing, they actually got pretty spot on. And just, yeah, the fucking activate the... Tra I, I, that's only funny to me because I'm a special effects nerd, but that's, like... Mm. If 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 you were if you were into cooking, if Richard Dawson suddenly as the villain in a movie suddenly like dredged up some kind of like super obscure cooking term and yelled that as a command to his henchmen in, in, in a Schwarzenegger action movie, it would be the same kind of like oh my god I never expected to hear those words come out of a villain's mouth in in a, in a movie mm -hmm. like this. But um, anyway, but yeah, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Also. Richards has a cigar again and regular clothes as well that fit his lumbering frame. I yeah. guess everybody just keeps Schwarzenegger-sized clothes just in case. <laughs> I guess Mick Fleetwood knows, like, if he's gonna run, run into Schwarzenegger then to keep on just the stock of just, like, fucking, <laughs> yeah, fucking gym clothes and cigars on hand just in case. Mm -hmm. Um, Amber gives them the file with the raw footage of the Bakersfield massacre. Oh, and this is the, yeah. And Richards like, where are you keeping that? And she says, in my Virginia. <laughs> she says that really slowly, like intensely. <laughs> Even Schwarzenegger's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Sorry, I asked. Jesus Christ. In my lady bits. Oh, man. She says, none of your bits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a little bit, too, where after they've actually killed off Schwarzenegger and Amber in the command mm -hmm. center, uh, fucking Killian's all like, hey, everyone take time off. The show's over. Everyone go home now. And you see him, he's talking to some of his staff members, and you see in the background they're actually rolling the credits for the uh, for the Running Man TV show that just ended. Uh, did you notice any of the, the, the weird credits they have? Like, sure shit didn't. Oh, yeah, no, like, in the credits behind you, like, the first credit is like, what's next? I don't know. Titles, type M wrong. Uh, props by property. Like, is somebody... On, on the movie, just realized they needed fake credits for the you know show within the the the, the show movie thing, and just made up the mm. most random. It's not like super hilarious, but it's funny if you're actually like, especially this is one of those things I don't think you could have easily seen so, so much on a VHS tape of this movie back in the day. But now you know you could watch this shit in fucking 4K and stuff. You could actually read yeah. all those titles, and they're just like slightly funny gibberish, but not like that interesting. But enough that I wanted to make a point out of because it, it is kind of funny if you mm. stop and slow that stuff down. But yeah, and then there's more dancing as the resistance runs around the TV sta station, beating up guards and stuff. And the old man's giving orders and tells some guy, "Mr. Spock, you have the comms." And that guy replies, "Where's Mr. Spock?" Not predicting that uh, they would torture Star Trek into living. It's still existing by 2017. Yeah, uh, 2017, where somebody who doesn't know who Spock is, maybe this timeline isn't so bad. Yeah. I mean, if this movie were actually a documentary, instead of saying, who's Mr. Spock, he would be like, Nimoy or Quinto? <laughs> <laughs> and then Killian comes out to close up the show by taking some phone calls and stuff. But yeah, I guess the there's an after show, which actually... 
actually, that's not entirely wrong either, because like The Walking no. Dead, everything that airs on AMC has like an after show where they do take oh, viewers' it's calls. Not just the, it's not just the, the Bachelor has an after show. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. so this is, watching this last night, I was like, what kind of show is this? And I got to thinking, like, no, this is actually, I don't know if this was ever a thing back in the 80s, but it definitely is now. Uh, so, yeah. again, this movie kind of accidentally the, being the, correct. And the only reason then, they're doing that is just so there's an excuse for everyone to still be on the stage when the when the good guys uh, take over everything. Because otherwise, yeah. this fight would be happening in the parking lot as everyone's trying to drive home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The resistance takes over the airways and starts showing the truth. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. And then the rebels burst in and Richard says, it's showtime. Completely ruining the element of surprise. Guns are shot. <laughs> Richard says for the crowd to get out of there, yeah. and Amber's all alone walking around for reasons. Yeah, again, the directing and the logic of this part of the movie not making a whole hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, and she as, panics and shoots yeah. shoots a guard, and then she runs into Dynavo, who docks her over and asks why she's not laughing now. Uh, yeah. And then she says there's nothing funny about a dickless wonder with the battery up his ass, and kicks him in the sack before trying to call under her. And he's like, I'll show you a ridiculous wonder. Oh and I guess God. tries to rape her because that's the only reason I can think of why he has no pants on and he's got tidy whities on. It's gross. Unless he was, was her let out of the doctor's office at the studio without any pants. Yeah. And also, wasn't her life being in danger just enough? Why does the 80s always have to be like, she I has guess a, it could be right? She has a gun, she could just shoot the piece of shit. It's so weird. And this guy's not the most physically imposing motherfucker in the world. He, like, all no. she has to do is lightly jog around the corner, and he's gonna have he's gonna be winded just by trying to keep up with her. And yeah. he's already a fat man dressed in 100 pounds of light bright. It's not gonna be hard to, <laughs> to, to, to juke him out on foot. And also, thank you, movie. Thank you so much for the alarming shots of Dynamo's undercarriage. <laughs> That's not... I was like, oh my god. Because like, he's in his tidy whiteies, and it's totally just a buffalo yeah. shot of just like uh, a thin white cotton layer of his light bright mm -hmm. sticking out. Oh, like, oh it's so... Thinnest. Oh, god. It's grotesque. Yeah, you can pass, practically smell the must. That's what I'm saying. Is that kind of thing? As a fat man, yeah, exactly. I could like. She, oh. she manages to grab her gun from where it dropped, and but she doesn't shoot him. She shoots the sprinklers, which make zaps him. I seems like a big flaw in your suit design. Yeah, if he gets moist, <laughs> yeah. he could just like which. Again, as a fat man, all he had to do was build up any con condensation between his legs and he just would have electrocuted himself. So all, all he had to do was send him outside on a day where it's 50 degrees or warmer and he would have killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> so really? Yeah. And the uh, firefights still happen in the studio where guards are just randomly killing civilians because they're just, just not evil. Yeah. And then other people in the building are watching this on TV. I guess they gave the airways back to the channel, and eventually all the other guards are dead. As Killian tries to sneak away, but he gets noticed by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who says, Hello, cutie pie. <laughs> One of us is in deep trouble. Yeah. And then uh, the security guard is there now, too, making Killian cocky, which well, and they is give... dumb because there's more resistance members in the audience, I think. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, like it looks like Killian's fucked, and for a moment that you think, like, okay, Schwarzenegger's got him, this is the end of the movie. And then suddenly the movie stops for the security guard to show up, and he actually, like, he gets almost like this Terminator music as he slowly walks in 
like through the main uh, tunnel behind the, the the rocket sled launching point, and it's all like, oh yeah. man, Schwarzenegger's in it now because this guy's like, I think this guy's almost like as tall, if not taller, than Schwarzenegger. So this guy could give yeah. Schwarzenegger a run for his money, and he comes out and like Killian's like, oh yeah, kick his ass, and then the guy's like, because <laughs> he's well, Swedish. He got- Tells Killian, he says, "I've got some, to go. Yeah. I've got to go sc- score some steroids," and he leaves. And that's it. And yeah, I, I've seen this movie a dozen times, and I never understood what it, what he said until now. I had to rewind it, but yeah, mm. because it's a sudden steroids, and he just walks away, and then Killian so, definitely knows that he's fucked so, now. So, from Richard's perspective, this this <laughs> the security guard just walked in, and Killian's <laughs> like, "Get him!" and he says, "I gotta go get steroids," and leaves. <laughs> Fucking is like, what kind of business are you running? What? <laughs> is that like is that all it took? He's to like, like, I get it. <laughs> and I'm like, is it like is like is that security is that meant for a jab at me? Like Schwarzenegger's like, does he think I'm on steroids? It's like what 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 what? And then Killing's like, no, you had to be there. It's a private joke. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then uh Killian tells Ben, Oh, you look pissed off. I get it. But this is TV. It has got nothing to do with people. It's got everything to do with ratings. And all while this is happening, uh, fucking Ben Richards is loading another rocket sled, and I wonder what's gonna happen next. Yeah. Well, he says he's. They give the audience what they want. He knows he's been in show business for thir- over thirty years. Believe him. And then uh, Richard says, "I haven't been in show business as long as you." But I think I'm going to give the audience what I think they want. And then he shoves Killian into a tiny little metal housing. They put the runners in. He gets locked in and he calls Richard a bastard and he dropped dead. And he, requ- he quips back that he doesn't do requests. And, that's and then it. launches him down the tunnel. He could have said you're canceled. There's, yeah. Well, we skip past the part where... Um, when 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 the military guys take over the 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 the, the station, there is a young guy in a fucking hat who comes and says he's like it's like something out of the Lost oh, Boys. Right. Where he's like, don't change that dial, and they already <laughs> kind of burned off that kind of retort there. But still, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking, you're right. Beavis the and, movie is above that kind of stuff. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead had better like television related retorts than this movie does. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so fucking Richard Dawson. I don't know whether or launched. not... I don't know if it's his... If, because if it's a stunt double that doesn't match well, or if Richard Dawson's face just gets really warped by the zero... Or the ultra, like, extra G forces yeah. of the rocket sled. But, like, whoever is in that chair looks like... It looks like a melting wax monster. But, yeah, he goes through the rocket mm-hmm. sled, but I guess they didn't bother to put the rubber nets back up, so... Instead of being stopped nope. by the rubber nets, he just crashes into uh, the billboard that we've seen the other people almost crash into for, like, Codracola. And I guess this billboard is made out of gasoline and, and plastic explosives, because <laughs> when he runs into it, it explodes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and also, the, he Richard Dawson makes a great growl scream. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And then Arnold Schwarzenegger quips, "Well, that hit the spot because <laughs> it was cola." Yeah. Oh, I forgot because it's just the. Uh, oh my God, this movie's. This, yeah, this movie could have done with a couple punch-up passes. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everybody watching on TV cheers because TV audiences are super fickle, and now they're happy to watch this guy, beloved t- television host, die. Um, if everyone was betting on Richards to lose, 
And, and well, if everyone was betting on Richards to win earlier, and they all tore up their tickets after they faked his death, how mm. I wonder how the betting pool works out because now he's actually alive and did win. Like, is it the is it the only the handful of people who held under their tickets when they were betting on Richards in the first place and didn't tear them up after the fake footage of his death was aired? Do they still get to cash in? And like, cause if so, this Ben Richards just made these guys like millions of dollars on the betting uh, on the betting uh, pool. Oh, I'm I'm sure whoever was losing the money was like, nope, nope, yeah. doesn't count, doesn't count. No, nope. doesn't count. We thought they were dead. It was officially dead. Yeah, like, and it's not like a legally binding thing anyway. They could just like weasel out of it however they want. But yeah, yep. Anyway, and then and then Amber shows up in the studio and they kiss because of course they do, even though they've had no romantic chemistry at all in this movie. Not at all. And, they kiss and she smiles at him and says, "Remember when you threatened to break my neck?" Well, it's weird too, cause then they walk out of the arena and he puts his hand on the back of her neck like he was like he was doing when he was threatening <laughs> to kill her at the airport. Which I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke or something, but that and they leave and that's it and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah it's. Well, no, I guess then it goes out, it does the cut to, oh, uh, well, the camera jumps out and you find out, like, this footage of them walking away is actually being projected on the TV screen in front of all the homeless people out in the matte painting village. And then it, the, the, and, the footage cut out, cuts out, yeah. Yep, it and says, the government was still a police state and still ruled everything with an iron fist. Yeah, the, the footage cuts to police stand by and it turns out, like, destroying the TV station wasn't enough to, to destroy the entire government. Yep. Happy yeah, that's ending. the running man. People really talk it up a lot, and you know, I have the the segments that are big, stupid, dumb Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff work, but everything else is kind of a kind of a fart. Yeah, it's it's more just like if you're hanging out with people and you want to put on a bad B movie, like you would put it on the background while it's, doing other stuff. But it's no Commando. Yeah, it's not. It's no Commando. It's no Total Recall. It's no. Not that Robocop's a Schwarzenegger movie, but there's a whole tier. This is definitely C tier 80 schlock. I feel like Paul Verhoeven had directed it. Yeah. Um, well, really then I mentioned it. before that uh, Schwarzenegger did blame the even, director. As, yeah, and even aside from that one dude's head blowing up, the gore in it is. Yeah. I feel like there should be. Should it, they set the precedent with that guy's head blowing up, and then they never revisit even the gunshots and the stuff, gore. the violence, like the fucking even even this when like, this almost feels like it's a PG movie, aside from the dude's head exploding at the beginning and the little bit of blood you get from like Sub Zero being killed and yeah. <laughs> Dynamo's undercarriage. Are probably well, yeah, that's that's worth the R rating, right? Jesus there. Christ, but yeah, this is definitely like like a very soft PG thirteen at the most. Uh, but yeah, well, so yeah, um, so, uh, I guess the original director was gonna be the guy who went on to, to uh, direct The Fugitive, which is a great fucking mm. movie, I need to see that again sometime, because that is a great, legitimately great 90s, uh, action classic movie, you know, the, the Harrison Ford one, uh, yeah. but for some reason, I guess he got fired after two weeks because he was going too slow, and so they replaced him with the guy who played Starsky on Starsky and Hutch. Hmm. And I don't know if he had any directing experience before, but according to Schwarzenegger, he blames that guy for cutting out all of the nuance from the original script. <laughs> Which, how much nuance was there to cut out? Because, like, I wonder if it's, like, under hmm. his... I mean, I, I wonder if they changed the plot, because I wonder if they could have had uh, Schwarzenegger's family involved like it was in the book. or anything. I don't know what they could have changed. Cause it's not like there, there was that much room for that much nuance in a story like this. Um, but yeah. yeah, so Schwarzenegger, I guess, is fam famously sh shit talk not only this movie, but specifically the director. 
And also just the fact that the movie looks just so cheap. And just, yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah. Not and also, his brother's still in that re-education camp. <laughs> That's good Or he's point. probably dead now. Hopefully taking out the TV show help, ends up magically saving him somehow. Uh, yeah, and we yeah. mentioned this was based off a Stephen King story. And yeah, actually, we already kind of went through all the, the little bit of trivia about this movie. And also, Richard Dawson was pretty much as charismatic as Killian was in real life. Um, I did make a note of how... Uh, when the show is over and everyone's wrapping up and going home, Killian does say that, hey, uh, uh, like we've all been picked up for the rest of the season, which doesn't make any sense for a pre-existing television show that's the number one television show on the network. They suddenly to get picked up now because that the, fra- the, the, the the term getting picked up is usually used for shows that are on the bubble that are on the risk of being canceled or a show a mm-hmm. brand new show that has only been uh, greenlit for a couple of episodes just to see how well it will do and then they'll order more episodes if the first episodes are kind of a hit. But yeah, for yeah. <laughs> this is this is like if Seinfeld in the middle of its seventh season. After the third episode, they were like, oh, we've been picked up for the rest of the season. Like, no shit. We, we could have assumed that. But I would, thought that was kind of a funny technicality. But, um, but yeah, yeah, that's The Running Man. It's... Yeah. I thought it was fine. It's fine, it's fine to watch. And yeah. it's 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 All definitely... Right. It's the Diet Cola of uh, Schwarzenegger action epics from the 80s. Yeah. It's kind of empty calories. It's not the end of the world, but it's not that great. It's not that... It's not... Mm, that bombastic. Yeah. It's, it's not... And you know what? Actually, you know, if we hadn't just come off of Roadhouse too, which is so so kind of bonkers in its own special way, this movie would, would have come off a little bit better, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Fair. I don't yeah, know what this yeah. movie has to do with the dance, the Running Man dance. Mm, I don't think it has anything to do with it. But it, you know, I do. I don't. I, I think it was uh, 970 AM. The beat back when that was a station here in oh yeah in Portland in the early 90s. I did hear a uh, techno song that used samples of this uh, Temple of Dreams by Messiah. What? <laughs> I guess it hit like number 20 on the UK you charts. Send me a YouTube link. Maybe I can rip that music and put it in the podcast. It's because I'm not going to remember it by myself. Yeah. No, it's it's very much a, uh, a techno like uh, song with Richard Dawson yelling in it, "Who loves you and who do you love?" Oh, is that, like that. Th- is that the only clips they use? Not like clips are all throughout the movie, just that one thing. No, they just use some Richard Dawson. Oh, okay. like, who loves you? Who do you love? And it's time to start running. I think just like how there's like techno songs where they just uh, sample uh, uh, Mr. Spock, Leonard Nimoy saying "Pure Energy." And it's yeah. not like they're sampling all kinds of Star Trek and stuff. It's Where just him just saying Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> he had big feet and he lived in a hole. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, that's that's so, yeah. Well, I want to dig up some more Schwarzenegger. You know, I've still never seen the first Conan movie. Yeah, that one's fine. Yeah, Conan Two. Like I remember having a crush on the main lady in that movie, but I don't remember much else. About it. I don't even know if I've seen ever seen that whole movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, there, there, there's enough dumb stuff in Schwarzenegger's body of work that I feel we can find hopefully better stuff in the Running Man. But not that it's the end of the world. If we had done another Schwarzenegger yeah. project, then if you teased me that would be, we would be doing the Running Man, I would have been more like, yeah, that's great. Let's do the Running Man. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna do something good next time, Bill? Uh, we're gonna do something. What I'm thinking of, it's 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 if I te- really I should have chosen this last week for my last project instead of Roadhouse, mm. but I was so excited about discovering Roadhouse uh, that I had to do it right then because it would have been much more timely if I had done this before February second. But uh, I guess we're gonna talk about this after February second. Which hey, 
Oh. It's it's thematically appropriate anyway, because time doesn't matter, time doesn't exist. We're just going to keep on doing the same thing over and over again as we talk oh. about Beetlejuice. It's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I've yep. never seen Groundhog's Day. Okay. And I... That's, I... I think I saw like once when it came out on VHS. Which, yeah, it kind of kills me because it's Bill Murray and I love Bill Murray and it's Harold Ramis and I love Harold Ramis. But, mm. and especially the movie starts out in Pittsburgh and I don't know how I've managed to never see this movie. And I've always, this has one of been one of my chief holiday related projects I've ever wanted to do a tardy party, but every time I remember to do it, it's always like March 3rd <laughs> or like, mm. it's like October. And I'm like, okay, I'll make a note of this and I better remember this closer to February 2nd. So... Uh, next week's, uh, I think the next episode won't go up until, like, February 8th, and so yeah. <laughs> Groundhog's Day will already blown past us by the time next week's episode goes live, but fuck it, close, whatever. I just, if I don't do yeah, it now, whatever. it may never get done, so. Yeah. Yeah, Groundhog's Day. It's a wild little bit I've seen on cable. Seems pretty cool, though. I don't think it'll be that bad. It's also short, which I know you like. It can't be that bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of people love it. I, I honestly don't remember it. But I mean, I remember segments of it. But yeah, you've seen Bits and Pieces on cable. If, but... I, if I, I liked it that much. Yeah, so. I've already got a cable or a copy I should be able to throw your way, so. Oh, God! Oh, Kaby, so, okay. Yeah, he's Mardron on Twitter, on the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter, Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Come and join our Discord where we can talk sometimes. I just typed there, something maybe. into the Discord. I promised myself I'm going to visit the Discord more than once a week. Cause our I've got it. I, I've got it on the phone, so it'll always. Oh, I didn't ding think me. about that. Ah, okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Mitchell. He's actually been in there. He's actually been. Uh. You and Jonathan Mitchell have been talking more than I have. So I should get in there and actually join the conversation more often. So. Yeah. Yeah. You dumb. And to think that if you guys had been in the Discord chat room on Mondays, uh, the January twenty eighth at seven twenty three p.m. Uh, 2019, you could have been here talking with us as we reported, but you guys weren't, so remember. And this was your only chance. Is this a thing where we should tell people that we're going to be recording before we record so we can feel... Uh, we can't transmit the episode, no. though. If we were recording over... Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. We'd have to join the room and whatnot. Yeah, so we'd have to... We'll forgot something someday, though, but yeah. And then the, then you won't be able to edit out all the racist stuff you say, oh, so they'll hear true. all that. Yeah, well, the, um, unlike Killian, we're, we know to put this show on a time delay, not broadcast it live. Mm. Oh my mm -hmm. god, the Latvians and their fucking feet, man. <laughs> they got these fucked up toes. I keep on telling oh, people, man. I'm like, we need, got, we need to build I know, a wall. You, you won't shut up about oh, it. Oh man, I actually am surprised I went through this whole episode without commenting about how much this show is a reflection of the actual 2017 of the political blah 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 blah. But yeah, I think that benefits us. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, and I, if if you yeah. if anyone who knows us knows what our politics. Well, not that you care about that much about. Like you're not raging about politics all the time, but uh, yeah, no. everyone knows what my politics are because I'm a fucking loudmouth on online. But anyway, that's mm -hmm. not the that was the running man. <laughs> Yeah. Sub Zero. Look at the iTunes art, and there's like Schwarzenegger is wearing these quilted shoulder pads with spikes sticking out of them that he never wears in the movie. And there's like a mm -hmm. guy on a motorcycle who is clearly not Sub Zero because he's got like this helmet on that's not in the movie. That's a weird. Someone drew the poster without ever having seen the movie. That's pretty interesting, actually. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, God forbid, it's not the first B-movie to have an inaccurate poster for itself, but 
Anyway, but that's kind of the schlocky feel about this movie. This feels like Schwarzenegger's last real B-movie before, after everything else he did after this was some kind of, like, big Hollywood summer tentpole action film until, mm. uh, fucking, uh, Last Action Hero fell apart and then suddenly he was doing, like, fucking schlock again a little bit. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so this, yeah. I guess this, this is the, the last movie before the start of the Schwarzenegger Golden Age, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, next time, Joe is Running Man, next time, we're going to be relieving the same day of one over again. Oh, right. Groundhog Day! <laughs> you know, like, if I were really smart, next week's episode, I would, like, put, like, three copies of the same episode on the same, like, it'll be a six-hour-long MP3, because <laughs> it'll be the same two-hour episode repeated three times. Fantastic. God. Okay, anyway, we'll see so if we'll see if I can do that. that. Okay. Until next time, I got no stupid quips because I should have thought of one. But well, that's well, that's fitting for me. the movie because now we're yeah. just gonna say hasta luego. Tar- like, like we have tardy no- to tardy to the party. More like zero to the party. That hit the spot. Uh, <laughs> here's your copy of the Running Man Home. I can already so feel our up. audience rebelling against us. They're betting on the other people. They're not with us anymore. We've lost them. Okay. Shove this shove this version of the Running Man game in your whole pop culture. Goodbye, everybody. I just realized Jonathan Mitchell is our own personal little old lady. That Daniel is a mean <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a mean motherfucker. Okay, we'll take care, guys. Adios. <laughs>